getting nervous yet? No, not at all. I'm very relaxed about these matters. You know, digestive tract working normally. It's all going to be fine. It's, after all, only a game. Yeah, there speaks the man of uh, someone who's been ill this week, uh, readers. Um, yeah, Paul is uh, not feeling well, hence uh, that piece of nonsense there. So we'll forgive him. <laughs> it's only a game. It's, it's and, delirium. It certainly wasn't only a game when United stuffed Liverpool last weekend. Uh, fantastic, wasn't it? It was uh, stuffed maybe a little tiny bit generous. I I definitely thought we were much the better side for probably 70 of the 90 minutes. It was it was definitely nerve- the last five minutes of that game. I have not wanted a football match to end so badly for a long time. Yeah, and uh, what was it? Last 30 seconds of the five minutes of injury time, uh, Torres obviously had a great chance right in front of goal and uh, Benny Yoon headed it straight into Van der Zaar's hands. And that was certainly... Bum feeling squeaky time. Let let me tell you. Um, I'm. I want to have the important discussion. Did Torres's scuffing of the penalty spot in the first half make him miss that shot in the in the last dying seconds? Because I know I know the ball didn't bounce off the penalty spot, but I'm pretty sure his foot was planted on his standing foot was planted in the penalty spot, and I reckon it probably shifted out from under him. You'd hope there'd be some kind of football karma on that one. I mean, it was it was an outrageous bit of cheating. I, you know what? I don't think enough was made of that. It's a real shame that um, the FA won't do anything retrospective about that. Of course, you wouldn't expect him to be banned, but it's definitely unsporting behaviour. I mean, he was cheating. He was trying to do everything he could to make Wayne Rooney miss yeah, by scuffing up the spot. So, And he got nothing for that. He didn't get a yellow card. He should get it res- retrospectively. Um, and in fact, uh, someone, the fourth official, who I know they don't do this, but they should be having screens and they should have given Rooney the opportunity to take the pick- kick again if he'd missed it, which he did, and if he hadn't put in the rebound, which fortunately he did. It was uh, a hairy first five minutes in that game. Pretty shocking defending for the Liverpool goal. Uh, it was it was really bad. I mean, firstly, Rio got caught on the wrong foot. I, I wouldn't worry too much about you know Gerard uh, pacing around him. It, it wasn't so much that as he was just he was on the wrong foot. Um, and then yeah, massive gap. Rio's pointing to everyone else to cover uh, Torres. Torres just takes a couple of steps to the side. They all stand still, and uh, you know he has a, a good header put it in the top corner. But still, yeah, free header unchallenged. Yeah, shocking defending. Uh, but one one thing that was really heartening was that, you know, a lot had been made, obviously, about Vidic's confidence going up against Torres. And I do think there may have been something in that. But rather than letting that early mishap unsettle them, the central central defensive partnership looked very solid for the rest of the game. Uh, I, I thought Vidic had Torres in his pocket. Um yeah, he had a great game. Look, he's a, he's a good defender. He's a top defender. Um, we don't know whether he'll stay beyond this summer. He obviously hasn't signed the contract yet. It'd be a real shame to lose him. And uh, I thought more was made of this Torres thing. I, I, I don't buy that he got into his head. I mean, he, get, I knew, he did get sent I knew off. You would, I knew there was no way on earth that you would buy that story, Ed. I knew it. I just thought this is going to be one of them things where it's like, nah, nonsense. Well, it is, it is nonsense. I mean, he's a professional. It's not like he doesn't come up against top-class players and uh, he, he's managed to do it. He has been sent off three times in a row against Liverpool. Uh, a couple of them were pretty bloody unlucky. But um, anyway, you know, if there was anything in that... Uh, it's been put to bed now. Absolutely, and and we looked very very effective in spells in that game. Um, it was it was interesting actually. It 
you know, Ferguson's legacy, uh, above all for me when he, when he finally retires, will be that there's never been anyone who's built as many brilliant teams as him uh, in the history of football. That I think that's 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 pretty safe to say. There's never anyone that's kind of seen in more generations of teams which have which have kind of formed effective winning units. And and that game against Liverpool it was like actually he might be on the verge of doing it yet again. I mean, there's definitely problems in this team and the squad's kind of slightly thin, I guess. Although seven first-team defenders out, not not many squads could cope with that. But but Nani was, you know, despite being slightly uh, erratic, excellent at times. Rooney leading the line is obviously a kind of beautiful sight to behold. How effective Valencia was, I mean, I, I, I didn't quite understand why he didn't get a lot more service Valencia because he looked like he was devastating every time he had the ball and Fletcher's cross was magnificent. I don't know, three out of the back four looked like they could, you know, be members of a very, very world-beating yeah. back four. I, d- I don't think this team's far off being a very, very good side, so... Clearly, there are problems. I mean, six defeats in the uh, in the Premier League this season tells you there are some problems, right? It's it's not a normal season, and that's what's kept us in it. But yeah, uh, you, you'd hope they address it. I mean, depends on money, doesn't it? Always depend on money. Um, but yeah, yeah. Th- there are some there are some parts of the side that do need, or you know, or could be improved, right? So, um, but hey, beat Liverpool. That's all they needed to do, and. Uh, three vital points that was one of you know three games that are left this season that are definite definite opportunities to drop points they didn't do it move on to uh, the weekend's game and then you know the two other really key fixtures um home to home to Chelsea on April the 3rd and then away to Manchester City three weeks later the the thing is about about the the money side of it obviously that's that's going to be the defining story of the next few seasons isn't it but like Yes, we have dropped a lot of points this season, but I do think you can't you can't overestimate the effect of the defensive crisis that we kind of rode on on those on the amount of points we've dropped. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly defeats against Aston Villa at home, uh, Fulham away um, were very much down to the lack of defenders. Uh, uh, Chelsea uh, away pretty unlucky. I mean, that was uh, it was never a free kick, so we were unlucky unlucky not to get a draw out of that one. Um, and I suppose we could write off Burnley as a freak early season result. So yeah, yeah. and 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 we've looked we've looked extremely uh, impressive the last few games. I think this is this has clearly been the best run we've been on this season. Um, yeah, well, Wolves Wolves wasn't that impressive. Although I'd say a lot of that was down to the the formation and and Dimitar Berbatov actually had one of his best games in the United shirt uh, but he was so far away from the midfield that we just didn't look threatening until until Diouf came on and you know he had a horrible time in front of goal but uh, you know impacted that game um but I, I think generally you're you're right yes United been, been been playing you know significantly better in the last two months than they were before Christmas um and um Rooney was brilliant again against Liverpool he he always is. Um, I, I I think the foundation was built by by Fletcher and Co in midfield. But yeah, Rooney Rooney takes players out constantly with his movement. And as is of course, as you said, Fletcher and Co. He, Darren Fletcher was man of the match in that game. Thoroughly, thoroughly well deserved man of the match. I thought. Um, 
just a, a fantastic shift he put in and obviously a, a stunning cross for Park Ji Sung, who's probably fairly slightly in the running for man of the match himself, maybe second second on that list. Yeah, Park Park had a great game. He's he's a he's an odd player. I mean he um I, I, I just I don't rate him as a, a top quality winger. To, to be honest, he puts in no, no, a load all. of work. I, I, he's just—he's clearly a tier below our better players. Uh, good to have in the squad. In midfield, he's um, in central midfield, and he's played there against Milan um, and uh, and now Liverpool in the last few weeks. Um, he, he has some real dynamism to the to the you know the play there. I, I mean, the problem still is he just doesn't have that kind of magic that say Paul Scholes does. He he loses the ball. He doesn't have that kind of creative edge, but he's got a load of energy. And he's it's almost like playing a defender in front of the midfield you know, at times because he harasses, he harasses the Liverpool defenders. He creates space for other people. So you can see why Ferguson trusts him so much. The the the, the thing is, I think I don't know if we talked about this. It rings a bell, but he just has. He does seem to lack a little bit of technique. Um, he does, as you say, he loses the ball a lot. Sometimes his first touch is pretty poor. Uh, sometimes his shooting is absolutely woeful, but like he does, it's kind of a total cliche to talk about his energy, but it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He's just such a, you know, you can imagine if you were playing against United, you'd be, you would not like having Park in the side that's playing against you. No, I, that, but he has to do that. I, I think if he didn't have that energy, he wouldn't be anywhere near the United side. No, absolutely, but phenomenally good run uh, for for his goal. Really, a really kind of a, a bit of a striker's run. He really kind of gambled and just put himself in there to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, that's right. It, it's when he, before he came to United. Um, obviously, PSV had that great run in the Champions League in in uh, two thousand four. Um, four or five, and uh, he was a really integral part of that side. And he played as uh, they they played sort of three behind the main striker that season. PSV did, and he was one of those sort of attacking players. And you wouldn't say he was strictly speaking a winger. Um, and he had a decent decent enough scoring record at PSV. I mean, not brilliant, you know, sort of fifteen goals in eighty odd games. But yeah, he certainly got into better positions then. And I think at United, he's generally been used wide, and I guess that will explain part of the reason why he's. Uh, his scoring rate is so poor, but also, yeah, you're right. You know, his his shooting just isn't that good either, is it? No. Um, interesting though. I mean, you know, whether it's a coincidence, whether it's whether it's just the fact that he's used in a different way in those games, but it's, it's, whilst his scoring rate in general is poor, is like percentage of goals he scored which have been vitally important and in really big games. Mm. That, that's pretty high. Well, scored against Liverpool, Arsenal, and AC Milan this season. That's uh, pretty important, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, um, don't you sell my park? <laughs> so he um, he will, uh, I guess, uh, be in the squad for United's trip to Bolton this weekend. It's a Saturday tea time kickoff, uh, half five. I guess it's one of those fixtures on ESPN for the, the the three people out there who pay for a subscription. Um, I'll be in the pub. Um, you uh, you get it free if you get the big tv package on virgin i should say so you don't actually have to pay for a subscription to espn ah uh, there you go um, what's your commission for that nice piece of advertising <laughs> there i'd just like to say that i i have i don't do that because i've sacrificed my large tv package for the sake of having sky sports for a season oh by the way before we move off the liverpool game right i'm i'm uh i'm 
I'm a football fan who's been uh, poor for a number of years, and uh, I've never had Sky Sports for a whole season before. Is Martin Tyler like famously a massive scouser? I'm I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, this commentator hates United, you know, blah blah blah. But it was ridiculous. It seemed incredibly. He seemed he got very infused by Liverpool quite a number of times. They all are closet scousers, aren't they? There's, there's the scouts. No, you're, this... you're, you're really undermining the exact point that I was trying to make there, Ed. Which is that they're not all scousers, but it definitely seemed like he was. Uh, I, I, I don't know the uh, answer to that one. I, I don't know who he actually supports, but yeah, he, he's probably a scouse lover. It seems to be a disease that creeps through the British media. I mean, you've got the scouse mafia at the BBC. You've got. Uh, Scouse-loving Alan Green, who claims not to be a Scouse-lover, in, in, even though he gushes out his Scouse-loving on a regular basis on Radio 5. Um, someone, uh, someone at my work the other day was, was saying that they, he was, they were listening to the commentary, not a, not a United fan or a Liverpool fan, but they were listening to the commentary and saying, even Alan Green, who normally loves Man United, was having a go. And I was thinking, well, what Alan Green have you been listening to? It seems that nobody wants to claim ownership of him. Scousers get very upset if you say on the site that, that um, Alan Green's a Scouser. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he's so not a United fan that Paddy Curran once punched the fat git. So um, this is Alan Green we're talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, he no doubt deserved it. Absolutely. But yeah, so the, the Bolton game, uh, half, half five on a Saturday afternoon, Everyone's perfect time to watch football. It's comfortable victory, four four two, all that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, so Ferguson this morning said that Rooney is fit um, and that there's no problems with his knee. But I guess if uh, he's going to rest him in any of the games coming up, this will be it because the, the none others, you know, look obvious candidates for a rest. Um, so. Maybe, maybe we'll see Berbatov. Uh, I, I, we might see Rooney start on the bench. We'll, we'll see. He has had this sore knee, although you know apparently it's not a problem anymore. No, but I, Un- I think... United have got to win, right? They've got to win every game. Every game's a cup final now because you, you've got to believe that we are not going to win seven games in a row now. That, 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 that Chelsea at Old Trafford and the Manchester City game, uh, you know, a definite potential banana skin. So the rest of them have got to be won. Yeah, clearly, I I don't think there's very much chance he's going to rest Rooney. He's had a week off since the Liverpool game, um, and I think I think I just don't think he's going to rest him. I think he's going to, you know, obviously Sir Alex doesn't care about the World Cup, does he? He's uh, just going to play Rooney in every game for the rest of the season. Yeah, there's only there's only you know a maximum of what ten games left. No, eleven games left. Yeah, well, seven in the Premier League and then up to five in the uh, in Europe. Yeah, up to five. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, right. I can't count. I have got a fever, so I'm. That's why I can't add five and seven. There's a maximum of twelve games left. I think Rooney could play twelve games between now and the end of the season. That that sounds like some Carlo Ancelotti mathematics there. He believes that 86 <laughs> points will win him the title, uh, even though it hasn't won anyone the title in the last decade. Yeah, uh, although you did, you your very self did say that it was going to be the lowest uh, points total to ever win the title this I, season. I, I think 86 points would be very close to winning the title. Yes, but it, <laughs> he, he wasn't right about it always winning the title. Oh right, did he say that right? He did. Yeah, um, yeah oh, so, I feel I feel sorry for Carlo Ancelotti because uh, you know. It's hard to have anything particularly against him, really. Sort of seems like a nice chap, 
very respectful when he loses generally. But the Mourinho coming to Chelsea and spanking him, that must have been a real kind of ego blow for that chap. Well, they didn't get on, of course. Uh, they they uh, had a few wars of words um, when Ancelotti was at uh, AC Milan and, and uh, Mourinho at Inter. So um, I'm sure that would have dented um, Ancelotti's pride significantly. Yeah. Oh, but I think you're right. Yeah, he is uh, he is pretty gracious in defeat, and he's had to get used to that um, this season at Chelsea, which is uh, unusual for them, I suppose. But um, uh, yeah, he, yeah, who cares? Uh, the more Chelsea lose, the better. Shame they. Uh, Shame they beat Portsmouth so comprehensively on uh, Wednesday night. I guess we couldn't have expected anything else. But they've got a, they haven't got a, the easiest game uh, this weekend either. So you know maybe some points lost there, and uh, you know more reasons for Ancelotti to feel sorry for himself. Absolutely, and we just have to keep winning. Yeah, you know what Chelsea are going to do, what they're going to do. Arsenal, you know Arsenal could very well win every game they've got left this season every game they're yeah. gonna see as being definitely winnable so you know Spurs away Man City at home the rest of them look very winnable but we Man City Man City at home to be honest the way City are playing at the moment that's you know I think Arsenal would be fairly significant favourites for that oh uh, yeah I totally agree um, so, um, of course, City uh, probably, you know, their entire season rests on the result uh, against United at, at Eastlands, uh, as always with Manchester City fans, small-minded as they are. Talking yes, of... It, yes, yes, Edward, all Manchester City fans are small-minded. I agree. Good. I'm, I'm glad you do. Uh, so, talking, <laughs> talking of fans, um, uh, the Manchester United Supporters Trust uh, today put out a, a, an email survey asking what season ticket holders would do. Would they support a uh, non-renewal of season tickets uh, would they be prepared to put their name down as someone who just you know pays for match tickets on a sort of a per match basis rather than renewing interesting I guess first step uh, towards a potential call for a boycott I guess they want to get um uh, season ticket holders' views on that to see if there's any significant groundswell of support um this coming on the same day that the um so called red knights um have said they will not bid for the club before the season is out. Uh, it, strangely, uh, strangely reported in some uh, publications as a delay to the bid uh, that never had a timescale. Very odd that one, but yeah, I, I think that period between uh, the Champions League final ending on May twenty second and the World Cup starting on June eleventh is uh, is the interesting time we should be watching for that. Do you think a bid is definitely coming then? I think they're trying to work out how to do it, that's for sure. Um, they either, A, don't have the money yet, um, and uh, this is why they felt compelled to sell, say something today, so maybe bring forward some more investors or uh, more time for Musk to work on their boycott strategy, um, or uh, it really is just a complicated process of working out how you get 60 guys into a room uh, who are all going to put 10 to 15 million pounds into an enterprise with no obvious exit strategy? Cool. That, yeah. If they do it, I mean, uh, okay, assuming it doesn't all go really disastrously wrong and they all turn out to be secretly evil, United fans will, will definitely have cause to be uh, pretty grateful to people that are prepared to do that for the sake of the club. Uh, absolutely and uh, at some stage we're all going to be asked to put our hands into our pockets um, uh, Duncan Drasdo CEO of Must said today that um, all fans will have an opportunity to become part owners in a 
in a new uh, in a, under a new ownership structure should the Knights put together a successful bid and uh, that means putting money into the club and maybe this is where the question about boycotting season ticket renewals come from yeah, put it into the bid rather than your season ticket we'll see uh, all these things to be decided over the next few weeks I guess watch this space Absolutely. Something else which is to be decided over the next few weeks is Manchester United's fate in this season's Champions League. Um, When we last spoke about this, it was the day before the draw and we were speculating away. Really couldn't have gone much better, could it? Well, um, yeah, we spoke about Bayern being a a good side, but not one of the greats of Europe. And I think that that analysis stands there. They're a good side. They've certainly got some uh, exciting attacking talent. Frank Ribéry, Arjen Robben, who's having something of a renaissance at uh, Bayern. Um, So, yeah, they've definitely got players that can hurt United. I'm going to back United to be better than Bayern over two legs. And what I've seen of the limited amount I've seen of Bayern in the Champions League and the odd Bundesliga highlights I've caught. But, uh, and you know, clearly I'll do a bit of research before the uh, the game on Tuesday. Um, but I think I think, uh, I think United, I back them strongly to go through. And then uh, Lyon or uh, Bordeaux in the semi-final, uh, you've got to say every single time you fancy an English club versus a French club, uh, given the state of the two footballing nations at the moment um so yeah it looks like a good path through to the final for united i mean to be in the half of the draw with munich and the two french teams instead of the half of the draw with arsenal inter and barcelona i mean that that that's not even close to being a bad draw is it especially since out of the two games um it's the it's by far the on paper the tougher one where we get to play the home leg uh second which I think is a significant advantage to United in particular, um, just because of the type of team we are. Uh, I really think, um, I, I, I just, I really feel like that kind of psychological edge is very valuable to United in particular because of the, the whole kind of never say die spirit. If something does go wrong, you always do think, yep, yeah, second leg at home, well, you know, we can get out some pretty deep holes. Yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, over the years, of course, there's been a lot of disappointments at, at, uh, in the latter stages um, with United having the second leg at home. Um, obviously, Real Madrid came and, and uh, got the draw to knock us out. Uh, AC Milan beat us, you know, twice. Uh, no, we had... I, I, uh, we we had Bayer Leverkusen uh, draw with us on our own patch, and oh no, in fact they beat us, didn't they? And before that, Borussia Dortmund, and you know, so there's there's a good half a dozen occasions where United have come back from Europe uh, having a good first leg result and not done it at Old Trafford. But I, I you know, I having said all that, I I think uh, I think we'll, I think we'll go to Bayern on Tuesday. I think we'll at least get a scoring draw. And uh, that will do us nicely for the return at Old Trafford. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic, and there's also the increased likelihood that someone's going to knock Barcelona out of the draw. That's the other thing about us not being in the same half of the draw. Right. As I, I do I do think they are much 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 better than both Inter Inter and Arsenal. I think I feel pretty confident about our chances against either Inter Milan or Arsenal mm. in, in a way that. You know, I don't feel quite so confident about so, it. So, so it's. I mean, it, yes, there's that. Um, but there's there's also the intensity of all those games. I mean, either Barca or um, Arsenal, and you'd, you'd expect Inter to go through against CSKA. I mean, we played them twice this season. They're not very good. Um, no. So, um, but the intensity of those games. So either Arsenal or Barca are going to have to play 
twice against each other and twice against Inter. So, you know, that's going to take it out. And Barca are in a, a real dogfight in La Liga at the moment. Real Madrid went top again last night. Um, although Barcelona are obviously playing out of their skin uh, in an attacking sense at the moment, and particularly Lionel Messi. So, yeah, you know, let's hope they kick lumps out of each other. We kind of need it. I and mean, we need need that intensity in the other teams. Uh, ease the pressure on us a little bit. And uh, we'll, we should have. I think tomorrow we'll get a really good... No, sorry, Tuesday we'll get a really good result. Um, and I'll just drop the pressure a little bit on the second leg and uh, it's the mental tiredness as much as anything that's the problem this time of the season I think without being too presumptuous and we're allowed to be as fans maybe not as players uh, I think the the semi-final will be a breeze and then then, you know the biggest thing is how do you get tickets there's only 21,000 per uh, per team so uh, obviously 55,000 United season ticket holders is going to be a real bun fight for those yeah they're basically the Glazers are going to sit there with a big list of names and check off CCTV footage of who's been wearing green and gold scarves and make sure they don't get tickets to the final of the Champions League. I'm screwed then. Um, <laughs> I, I will, of course, also be in Berlin that weekend. So I'm, I'm afraid a, a long-time friend who's getting married might just have to miss me for an evening. That's uh, incredibly shocking timing. I, I can't believe you've just told me that, Ed. That's, I know. That's such a bombshell. He's a he's an Arsenal fan, so you never know. I uh, might be able to convince him to switch the stag do to uh, to Madrid rather than Berlin. Make, <laughs> make a lot more sense. Yeah, although there's every chance that you won't be attending his wedding, or you will suddenly be uninvited from his wedding. I, I, right. So this is even. I, I know we're going off topic here, but it's even worse. The wedding's during the World Cup. This is not well organised at all. We're coming into that uh, that set of fixtures with a much improved fitness uh, outlook at the club. So um, Owen Hargreaves, uh, obviously we spoke about this before, had half a game against uh, Burnley Reserves for the Reserves. Uh, We can better go. He was pulled out of yesterday's game, which uh, in fact was called off anyway for a waterlogged pitch um, uh, because he's stepping up training with the first team, raising the prospects that he'll be making a return to the first team soon. Uh, probably not for tomorrow. It'd be a real surprise. Um, but, you know, maybe in the, the games to come. Uh, Ryan Giggs is fit for tomorrow, so he'll certainly be in the squad. Uh, oh. John O'Shea. Um, I love Ryan Giggs, down. Edwards. I love Ryan Giggs. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I love Ryan Giggs. Just seeing him coming onto the pitch against Liverpool, it warms the cockles. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's heartwarming seeing Ryan Giggs in a Manchester United shirt. Just one of those things that just all seems right with the world in that moment. It does. Uh, interesting interview this week. He uh, he told uh, the Western Mail, a kind of local Welsh rag, um, that he would be prepared to come out of retirement if John Toshak asked him. Ferguson said, not a chance. <laughs> um, so I, I guess we've scotched that one straight away. Is it up to Sir Alex, do you think? Is he allowed to do that? I, I think he's made those decisions for his players for a very long time. <laughs> And then uh, John O'Shea was training again this week, so he trained yesterday. Um, uh, he's, obviously, he's had a blood clot in his thigh and uh, had to take some blood thinning tablets and as well as you know, having an operation to remove the clot and all of that stuff. But looks like he'll be back for April and May. A, a you know, really important addition to the squad there, I'd say. And uh, Rooney is fit. So says Sir Alex. No problem with his knee. Some people have doubted it. Uh, he missed quite a few days of training this week, but yep, yeah, he's apparently fit. That's a very, very rough thing to go through for um, 
for John O'Shea. I, I, I would I would imagine that that will have a fairly significant recovery process attached to it, not just physically but also mentally, because that must be pretty terrifying. Because that is a real kind of you can lose your leg. You take blood thinning tablets, really bad things can happen, you know. So I, I'm, I'm sure he'll be very delighted to be over this patch. Uh, I'm sure he will, but and, and equally Owen Hargreaves, I'm 18 months out, and uh, he uh, he said this week he's still in constant pain, um, needs to take um, you know injections and painkillers to get through training and games. He he will probably never be pain free, although it's getting better by the day. But I can't wait for the day that um, Hargreaves is back in the United chair, a real beast. That who knows, maybe he won't come back as the same player, but um, if by some miracle he does, that's a real valuable addition to United's squad. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, given where we were at Christmas, incredible cause to be optimistic for Manchester United fans right now. Believe, as they say in the Stratford end, believe. Um, it, it's certainly, certainly a nervous time, but uh, this is what we love as football fans, isn't it? Uh, yeah, although I also love it when we win 6-0 and are clearly going to win the league and the Champions League. Ah, that'd just be boring, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. All right, so um, we'll do this again next week, shall we? We certainly shall. Uh, back uh, next Thursday, hopefully. I, I know we're a couple of days late here, listeners, but um, you know, worth waiting for, I hope. 